On this episode of the Real Life Caddy Podcast, myself and Neil bring you an action-packed episode. We briefly talk about the biggest name in golf this year, Bryson DeChambeau, before bringing you our own caddy stories of the week. The main meat and gravy of the podcast is a look at the history of caddying, where it originated and why. After all, we are the Real Life Caddy Podcast. We then move on to talking about caddy nicknames. What a laugh we had, and I'm sure you will want to stay tuned for some of these gems. We finish by bringing you another stunning offer from our wine partner, award the Bubba Watson Bell End of the Week, and take a look at the mailbag. Make sure and check out the new Glorified Donkey videos on YouTube and Instagram. Just search Glorified Donkey or visit glorifieddonkey.com. This episode is dedicated to our good friend, producer Mike's mother Mary, who sadly died earlier this week. She lived a stellar life to the age of 93, and our thoughts are with Mike, his brother George, and the rest of Mary's family. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey man, can you help me with my golf swing? Oh yeah! I got this little problem, I, I got the hooking the ball, hooking the ball. Maybe you can help me with my problem on a Saturday. Hello and welcome to the latest installment of the Real Life Caddy podcast. This episode is called Legendary Loopers. Wow, I wonder if me and you are in there. Well, but actually, it's funny you say that, okay? We're here, as always, with um, producer Mike, okay? During the week, I received this email to my personal email address, yeah. and it says, thank you for your application to the Caddy Hall of Fame. Oh, wow. Now, I th- it's not spam, because it's legit. Yeah. I can tell from the email address, and I thought, oh, wow, somebody has... You somebody, know, put me forward. Somebody watched that movie. Somebody the watched Loopers. <laughs> yeah. Right? And somebody put me forward. Nice. And I thought, oh, that's nice. It doesn't tell me who. Yeah. I went, oh, we'll see what happens here. And did, and they actually, ask, did they ask for a check for $10,000? No. <laughs> As an application fee? <laughs> yeah. Please send to the reverend in Nigeria. <laughs> but I'm sitting there, and no word of a lie, right? Because we're all kind of narcissists in a way. I go to bed sure. that night and I start thinking, that's right, it's really cool. You know, I'm thinking about all my achievements in caddying. Yeah, and, God, oh, yeah, I made brilliant. so many good reads. Yeah. And then, then producer Mike texts me in the morning saying, hey, you, you probably got an email last night. I uh, I put myself forward, so, <laughs> but I had to use someone else's name. So oh, perfect. <laughs> there you go. Oh. You, you might see uh, Mike in the. So you could say a legend in your own mind. A legend, yeah. So <laughs> thank you for that, Mike. Before we move on to caddy stories of the week, Bryson DeChambeau, he is the hottest thing in golf right now. Oh man, hot! He's it's he's hot burning and, up, baby. Hot and big, huh? Yeah, he's 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 doing it, huh? I I was amazed at his win over the weekend. I mean, he was playing good. Ever since they reopened, right, with yeah. the whole new beef beef deal. Yeah. Uh, but man, I was watching Saturday morning and first holes three ninety seven par four. Mm-hmm. He's doing his wind up deal, smacks it. He's seventy feet short of the green, Gordon. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. Not seventy yards. Seventy feet. Seventy feet. He has a chip and a putt on a three ninety seven hole. That yeah. that to me was like wow that's that's changing the game right there huh I, I think we called it about three weeks ago when he first came back and we said this guy has been away working the rest of them have been putting their feet up and he's been working yeah we we're right he yeah. is figuring in every tournament he plays in his stats are off the charts the way he's doing it are, is just incredible three hundred fifty yard driving average last week yeah. first first guy in shot link history ever to lead mm-hmm. uh, tees shots saved off the tee and and the green. 
No, is it not shots gained off the tee? Either way. I would love some. We could do a podcast just explaining <laughs> that. Yeah. Let's yeah. just say he was really hitting a kid and long <laughs> yeah. and putting really well. Yeah. Yeah, we got the idea. Detroit Country Club didn't look much, does it? It wasn't going to hold up to that action, that's for sure. Yeah, even that, though. It didn't look much of a golf course. Yeah, maybe maybe 50 years ago, right? Yeah, it's not yeah. It's not one you go, you thought to yourself, oh, I want to go and play there. Yeah, but it makes you wonder, though, really, if the USGA has kind of lost control of this whole deal. You know, it, it might be time for a you know, uniform golf ball, just like they do in every other sport, tennis. right? Baseball, football, yeah. tennis. Yeah, it's going to be a big competition for what percent of the ball makers get get to represent the tournament but it's I gonna can, be the same ball yeah i can imagine taylor made the uh, bridgestone tight list all, no. all gonna love that yeah they'd love that really lot. get behind that yeah but uh, uh they've kind of lost control of the game i think and now now mm-hmm. what do you do about it now it's you know the cat's out of the bag so to speak right how, you, how do you go back did you see his interview when after they won the tournament oh, i missed that yeah. amanda says oh well what did you think of the tournament and he then said i'd love to thank him, 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 her, her. He just named every sponsor he had. Yeah. Uh, I think he forgot a couple. So on his next question, he then asked, thanked another few people. It was I've never, it, just, never, never really talked about the golf. Yeah. Just thank you to all his sponsors. It was, uh, it was really bizarre. Yeah. No, the, the guy's definitely setting the bar. Let's let's say yeah. that. Incredible. We'll see well, what happens. We have more to talk about him later in the show, which might be a little bit of a sneak peek t- uh, to regular listeners as to why we'll talk about Bryson later. However, in our own lives, uh, I had a couple of loops at the weekend. Oh, wow. At working um, again, huh? Working, working. Ooh. Not much, but uh, right. out there doing a little forecadding for two couples at the weekend. Oh, I think I might have called you about that job, Yes, huh? yes. Okay. Uh, covered a job for you. <laughs> Super people, right? Yeah, you told me uh, young Amy was a good player. Good player. Uh, very good player. What I loved about it was the first lady I can ever remember who basically came along. She never said it, but she had the attitude of, I didn't come all this way to lay up. Yeah. So at one point she. I warned was, you. She's aggressive. She's aggressive. Yeah. We, we got behind a tree on fifteen, and there's only real one play. You know, hit it back in the fairway, sure. and she she looked at me and no no no. She goes, I'm going over them. Okay, I, I like that play. So and she did. Nice. So he's meeting uh, meeting the lady with with real sort of, you know, confidence in her game. Yeah. Awesome. Which Good. I'm not used to. Yeah, that'll take you back a little bit, huh? So uh, hopefully, uh, Amy, you're listening. And uh, it was lovely being out with you, Kat, and the husbands. Uh, on Sunday, I had a couple of guys uh, from LA. Uh, there was Mike, who originally from New York. Nice guy, typical New Yorker. And then Giovanni. Giovanni. Yeah. He was a London boy, you know <laughs> what I mean? But I was called Giovanni. Okay. You know? So he was a proper you know, like London boy. With a bit of Italian banter, nice. you know. You had to love that. Oh, it was it was outstanding. So they were here for three days, three games, of, three games of golf. Nice. And Giovanni is giving Mike ten shots a day. Right, Mike was working with me on Sunday, so he can tell. There's no gimmies. They're playing stroke play over yeah. three days. Real deal. So six inch putt. That's good. No, 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 no. We put these out. So. It kind of got a little bit annoying. So but, it's five hour round. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> translation. We get we get to eighteen, and they're all square. Yeah. I, it was it was brilliant, wasn't it, Mike? You know, they, and they handicapped well, huh? They, they handicapped really well. Yeah. And we get Mike hold a six footer, best read of the day. He said best caddy read you've ever given. Which, right center. 
don't, don't you always love that one? But don't you always love that one when somebody has to make the putting for birdie or to win a hole, and they tell us, "I have to make this one." Yeah, I really I, need. I, I need your good read. I need like, a really good read here. Sorry okay. about my other, all of my other crappy ones. So, but no, that was a, a fifty-four hole match, ten shots a day. Wow. Giovanni shot ninety-eight the first day, eighty-five the second, and I think he was around about seventy-eight the third. So he came down each day, but shooting ninety-eight in the first day. Yeah, all those all those numbers and all those scores, and they were neck and neck. That's crazy. So that was actually it was quite a lot of fun to watch. That's good uh, competition there. Uh, what about yourself? Anything uh, cooking? I've uh, been working a little bit. Uh, I was actually uh, taking a little breather on, on Sunday night and flipping through the channels. Now there was no uh, Expedition Bigfoot or golf replays oh. on, <laughs> so I think I ended up watching like sixty minutes or something. And uh, they're doing a like a adventure through. Uh, uh, Kazakhstan and Mongolia looking for these great golden eagles they're hunting for. Oh, okay. So they're going out in the prairie, and as they're driving by, they see this herd of two hump camels. Okay. And they make a mention of it. They say, oh, the rare two hump camel. Uh-huh. There's only a thousand of them left in the world. All of a sudden, it triggered a memory. Okay. A caddy archive story. So uh, years back, a bunch of us caddies, we used to go down to Vegas for an annual trip. And, uh, you know, 10 or 12 of us, whatever it was, we, we, uh, we would go down there every year, play in a golf tournament, you know, blow it out for, for three days, have, have, a, have a blast. So okay. this one year I happened to roll down with uh, a good old buddy of mine, uh, Jamie Hockey. Okay, old, so we're, old hockey. Yeah, you know old hockey, right? Oh, I know hockey. Uh, great guy, right? So, kind of the river runs deep guy, soft-spoken. Incredible. Super funny, great storyteller. Uh-huh. And he could run a little hot sometimes, you know. You don't want to get on <laughs> hockey's bad side, I'll say that. Strong dude, right? The only guy, like a wrestler. Oh, the only guy I ever knew, he just would pick up the bags, never change any bag. No. Two on one shoulder on the right, mm-hmm. pick up the bags, go. And the players and the starter are like, oh, don't you want to change anything or change anything else? He's like, what do you, no, let's go. You once asked him, do you want to change your shoes? And he went, no, I, I like cadding and Crocs. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that? Oh, yeah. He's... he's He's a classic character, though, right? Yeah. And a big smoker, right? He uh-huh. was always smoking. If he was skimboarding or playing tennis, he was sneaking a smoke in somewhere, yeah. right? <laughs> Too funny. So anyway, we hop in the car. We're going down there. Uh, we might have had a few party favors at our disposal. So yeah. the eight-hour trip went kind of fast. Uh, we roll into town, and uh, we're going to get in the hotel. And we hook up with the other guys and say, hey, we'll meet you guys down at the sports bar, right? Okay. And then we'll get things, you know, meet up there and get things started a little. So... Sure enough, we go down there. Me and Hockey have a deal. We're going to throw in 100 bucks each, right. and whatever we win, we're going to split. So we're hanging out, and the waitress comes by, and I, I tip her out pretty good, right? And I just say, you know, every time you come by, just just bring me two whiskey Cokes, <laughs> right? So Whiskey? <laughs> whiskey Cokes. Was my, oh. uh, whenever I was in Vegas, I was always whiskey Coke guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I loved them. Uh, so anyway, we're rolling through there, and we're actually doing pretty good, me and Hockey. We're, I'm hit, I do the exacta boxes, the trifecta boxes. Hockey has a penchant for like long shot wins. Yeah, he actually hit like a, a forty-five to one and a thirty to one nice. out of the blue. I'm like, oh no, don't do it. Oh, he hit it. I'm just like, all right, fine, do what you want. Uh, so we're going uh, two or three hours into this, I'll say. And uh, meantime, I have developed a shrine around my bedding cubicle, <laughs> but it's not candles. It's little whiskey coats all lined up around the inside perimeter of my bedding cubicle. Uh, too much fun. And then uh, it, the night's kind of winding down. Uh, all of a sudden on the screen, uh, 
these camel races appear no. on one of the feeds. <laughs> we're like, what the hell? You know, we're probably going to get out of here. Like, oh, my God, we got to watch this. Look at these guys. Where is it? Who knows? They didn't even say. Yeah. So we watched one race. We're like, and then hockey's like, oh, man, I got to, I got to try one. I got to try one. I go, all right, dude, but we're not going to blow all our money back on, you know, we're out pretty good. Yeah. We're not going to blow all our money back on camel races. Come yeah. on. Give me a break. So he, he takes some money, and he goes up to the counter, uh, puts a wager on. He, he was one never to sit, so he went off to the side and started watching it on the, on the feed. Big, yeah, big yeah. Screen. It's kind of a dodgy feed. It's going in and out. Well, uh, it's, it's probably in a, in a country that finished in Stan, let's be honest. I think, yeah. I think it was Kazakhstan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kazakhstan. <laughs> Does that even exist? It was a Kazakhstan camel racetrack. <laughs> Oh, so we should have known better. But anyway, there they go. They're off and running. Uh, hockey's watching the race, and I can see he's kind of moving around and he's uh -huh. getting into it. Like, oh, maybe he's got a live one going here. So sure enough, he turns around and he starts running back to us, and he goes, Kershey, Kershey, I got the two hump. I'm on the two hump. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I look up, and sure enough, there's a, a two hump camel, the rare one. All the others are the regular kind. And he's like 15, 20 yards ahead. And he goes, he's 99 to 1. I got him in a trifecta box. And he shows me the ticket. It's 3, 4, and 7. And uh -huh. the, the two hump is number 7. And he's, he's cruising along. They're coming around the final stretch there. And all of a sudden, from the pack emerge the 3 and the 4. They start separating from the other rest of the field. So now they're trying to chase down the two hump, the two hump. right? <laughs> and it's looking really good. They're coming down the final stretch. And we're, like, we're all getting into it now. We're like, yeah, yeah two hump, go, <laughs> two hump. We got this thing. We're going to bankrupt the Kazakhstan <laughs> Camel Race Center. <laughs> He's almost to the finish line. I'd say 20, 25 yards short. Out of the blue. Bam. He goes down. He, he buckles down he buckles. in the front <laughs> like he got shot. His knees yeah. go down a cloud of dust. Wipe out. Uh, all of a sudden, the, the feed goes out, too. The video feed, it breaks up. <laughs> the next thing we see three seconds later is the three and the four going across the finish line. <laughs> We're like, what the hell just happened? What happened to two home? Uh, there was no steward inquiry. There was, there was no replay. Nothing. Yeah. We're just like, what just happened? Yeah. We're just staring at each other. We're all so bummed. And there are really? only 999 two-hump oh cameras God. left in the world yeah, now. Yeah, and they, they just killed one of them. Oh. Um, we would have won tens of thousands, we're thinking, right? Oh, no. It was 99 to 45 to 20 to 1 was the odds on those guys. Oh, dear. Um, and so now we're kind of dumbfounded, and hockey's running hot now. He goes up yeah. to the cashier, what the heck? Well, well, I want my money back. <laughs> you guys, dude, you're betting on camels, bro. Yeah. Take your chances. <laughs> Just go home. So... Five or six of us were there. We chugged all my whiskey cokes yeah. on the perimeter, and we moved on to the next adventure. Oh, that's outstanding! Uh, we we could have be been true. rich. We could have been rich. He, the old, old two hump. That's beautiful. Uh, well, uh, today we decided that we wanted to talk uh, a little bit more about caddies. Since this is the real life caddy podcast, and we don't always talk as much about caddies as we should do. Crazy concept. Yeah, we're going to start off with a bit of history of caddying. And we'll try, if we have time, we'll move into nicknames because what was the old saying about nicknames and caddies? I think you've never made it as a caddy until you have a nickname. Okay. Yep. So that's next. All right. Four! So obviously we are the Real Life Caddy Podcast, the experts in caddying and golf. So we think. Yes. <laughs> now, there is, there is a, a great movie out there 
It's called Loopers. Oh, yeah. Right? I think I heard about that 18,000 times. Yeah, the first, well, you know, the first five minutes are absolutely brilliant. Yeah. The The rest of it kind of falls away. But uh, if anyone's out there hasn't seen it, Loopers is a good movie. I'm in it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, so Cadian came from Scotland, okay? Okay. These are, these are some potentially loose facts. That's we right. Are, we are talking about Scotland. We are talking about golf. We are talking about Cadian. Right, yeah, so... That's- that makes that's a mixed bag right there. But why let the truth get in the way exactly. of a good story? Just just have some fun with it. So the word caddy, right? And I've always said caddy spelled C A D I E, not with a Y. Okay. I caddy C A D Y the verb, but okay. I am a caddy double D I E. Right? I'll agree with that one. All right. So the word caddy is derived from the French word le cadet, or like as in America they would say le cadet. Okay. Uh, it means the boy, right? So. It came around as a general purpose word for a, a porter or an errand boy in the Scottish towns in the 18th century. Okay. okay. And many credit Mary Queen of Scots for having caddies work in Scotland. Okay. Now, this is where it kind of gets a wee bit dodgy because Mary was actually chased out of Scotland and she went to live in France. Okay. Avid golfer. Okay. So the time scale is okay because she's about 1500s. She was playing golf in France. Right, but the first golf courses in France really only turned up in the 1800s. Hmm, maybe. So maybe she's sitting balls in her backyard. In maybe just hitting balls. Yeah, maybe just use the back garden as a as a range, and she would say, "Oh, today." Uh, well, she wouldn't say this, but her friends would say, "Ah, I like to play a little golf. I want a caddy. We nil. We nil here. So, so maybe maybe it's BS, but you know, Mary Queen of Scots comes from the word French word le caddy. So okay. that's that's kind of the I first like that. I like that's a good tidbit. For, that's not too bad. Yeah. Right. The term for caddy, right? F O R E caddy. It came about in the seventeen hundreds and that's when caddies were asked to get out front and spot balls, right? So that's what you do every day when you caddy. Just you're yeah. always a four so, caddy. Some caddies still haven't got that memo. Yeah. Three hundred years later, they just sit on the tee and jabber jaw. Yeah. In all, in all fairness, and you know, Neil, yeah. I do tell people when they employ me as a four caddy, I say I am the worst because I don't get forward. I on the tee, yeah. I have great eyesight, mm. but I do get lonely on my own up yeah. in the fairway. So otherwise, you end up talking to the deer and the squirrels like exactly. me. Exactly. There you go. Um, so players would yell four when they hit to alert the caddy that the ball was in flight. Now, we're talking about Scotland, so you got to let them know it's coming because they were probably drunk. Yeah. Right? Now, Very-eyed. it seems crazy that the eyesight must have been bad because they were using feather balls yeah. all right, and old clubs, walking sticks. It wasn't going very far. Well, they weren't hitting at 350, or like <laughs> our boy probably, Bryson. Probably a high drive was like 20 feet in the air, right? Yeah, so that's fair enough. Yeah. Why the word four is still used is a mystery. So there's lots of different ideas of how that came about, but yeah. you know we could probably make some up. Um, but that's uh, that's how where, where four caddy came from. Uh, many caddies in the 18th and 19th century were actually club and ball makers. Oh, cool! Yeah. So they were double dipping. Yeah, nice. That's good. I'll, I'll sell you some balls. <laughs> yeah, and a set of clubs, and then hey, I'll I'll be the caddy. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah. That's, that's wise. So um, next one. By the 19th century, it come to mean someone who carried clubs for a golfer. Okay, so it was shortened to to the shortened form CAD, meaning a man of dis, uh, disreputable 
behavior. So in England, they'll call someone a cad. So I now, okay. all of a sudden, I, I kinda, it went south very quickly, huh? Yeah. I was, I was liking this until now. Jeez. You went from a porter errand boy. Yeah, right, I can live with that. To just a cad. Yeah, just a, just a jack off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a, a man of disreputable behavior. I guess Great. things haven't changed Jeez. ever since. Wow. Um, in tough. the early part of the 1900s, a member of the Royal and Ancient Golf Club stated that caddies were effectively social outcasts and caddying is not a fit and proper job. I guess that Ooh. hasn't changed. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> a lot of things haven't changed, huh? What, one of my favorite things that um, we found out as well is around the 19th, 1900s, many golf clubs started posting rules for caddies. And ever since then, uh, you know, the world's full of rules. No and, spitting, and, no fighting. Yeah, the, no reason, gum. <laughs> the reason we're attracted to caddying is because we don't like rules. Um, so, you know, that, that went down like a lead balloon, but yeah. it's, it's St. Andrews. Yeah. We are independent contractors yeah. for a reason. The first known posted rules were, this is good, caddies are to be tidy and dress. Mm. Okay? Okay. Sober when on duty. <laughs> you know? It's gray area. <laughs> and civil to his man. Nice. So th okay. those are some uh, early bits and pieces um, about it uh, in Scotland. As I say, I, I do love the one about the, uh, the, the the Mary Queen of Scots, avid golfer, just hitting balls out the back garden. She's uh, into her net. <laughs> what uh, what have you got, Neil? About over in the states, it's you know probably nineteenth uh, century. Uh, sorry, twentieth century started over here. Yeah, most of the good stuff is you know it started right around the turn of the century. Um, probably the more one of the more famous stories is of course uh, Eddie Lowry caddying for Francis Wiemet. Uh huh. Uh, winning the 1913 U.S. Open uh, at Brookline, right? right. Uh, the greatest game ever played was the movie that they did about it. But uh, great story. Uh, Eddie was only uh, 10 years old. You know, he's out there, easy peasy, lemon squeezy, all that stuff, uh -huh. right? <laughs> Looked like a, quite a character, right? Mm -hmm. But he, he, you know, the movie I thought was really good. And it was good. Good movie. He did his part. He wasn't getting his way. He was just kind of guiding him around, telling him to chill when he had to chill, and give him a little kick in the ass when he needed it, right? Back cutting. I, he did. I thought he did a great job. I, I really enjoyed that story. Was that one of you the first tournaments you went to as well? Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> that first-hand experience. I didn't get a loop in that one. Picking <laughs> pick the range. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I, I, I didn't make the cut. Darn it, Eddie. Eddie beat me out. Anyway, that was that was a pretty cool little story. Uh, now he also went on to organize one of the uh, legendary matches ever. And by the way, the the match of. Uh, uh, Venturi Ward versus Hogan Nelson, right? Mm -hmm. By the way, I finished that book. Finally. Oh, you did? Yeah, just yesterday. How long did that take? Uh, well, I started in April, so three, four months. Well, three or four months, yeah. That's not bad. How, yeah, many, not pa bad, how many pages? Yeah, it's uh, it's like fifty pages. So, <laughs> but you know, the, the the key the key fact there is the 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 writing was probably very very small. It was small. Yeah. So I I, I got reading glasses now. Anyway. Uh, so he was an integral part of that, uh, planning that match, which was, you know, later in the, what uh, took place in the 1940s, huh? Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, that was a that was a fantastic match. Now, Hogan and Nelson, they also had their own little caddy history about early, you know, they were both born in 1912. Okay. So they had a match uh, when they were 14, 15 years old mm -hmm. at the, uh, in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, it was the Glen Garden Country Club. They were having the caddy championship match. Mm -hmm. Now, it was originally supposed to be a nine-hole match, and Hogan wins the nine holes one up. 
Byron Nelson is the favorite guy of, of the members, right? And they said, oh, no, no, it's, it's an 18-hole match. <laughs> Ben's like, really? Come on. <laughs> what the F is going on here? Yeah. So they play nine more holes. Uh-huh. Nelson beats him sinking a 20-footer on the 18th hole. Wow. Now, it kind of hurt because this was not like Caddyshack for a, a uh-huh. bag of tees and a pair of socks. This was to have a junior membership. Oh, wow. Yeah, a big deal, especially they're both pretty poor guys, right? Yeah. yeah. And back in that day, most of the pros grew up kind of poor uh-huh. and kind of tough, and the more the amateurs were, the more the aristocrats, right? Yeah. So that left a little bit of a scar, and that led to kind of their you know, friendship and competitive spirit throughout their careers in the in the 30s and the 40s well you know they were both on a on a, a plane to being you know men of disreputable behavior so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a big big you know uh, big, yeah do you know do you know another famous when you say sinking a putt another the most famous event of 1912 what do you got like the titanic went down oh is that right yeah. wow wow uh I think Sam Snead was also born the same year. Oh, wonderful year. It's a pretty good year for golf, huh? I, I, yes. Yeah. Pretty good year for golf. But uh, anyway, let's, uh, what else have we got? Uh, some local legendary stories we got. Uh, moving up, the, uh, there was a guy in, uh, at Old Del Monte Golf Course. Yeah. It was the oldest course west of the Mississippi, huh? So they say. So they say. Uh, Henry, I'm not sure how to say this, you're the French expert, Puget, P-U-G-E-T. Puget, Puget, I believe in America that would be Puget. Okay. <laughs> so this guy, he's he's doing a loop. They used to get 75 cents a loop. I think this is right around 1910 or something. And a good tip was 25 cents, right? Okay. So you're pulling down a dollar, right? A dollar. Not bad, right? Nice. So he gets done with his I loop. <laughs> it's a solid day's work. How spoiled are we now, huh? Yeah. We've come a long way. We've come a long way. Yeah, so he's he gets done with the loop and... The guy hands him a nickel for a tip. Oh, Henry's not having it. He, he grabs the 75 cent base fee and the nickel and hucks it over the pro shop. <laughs> and the guy looks at him like, well, bro, sorry. You weren't worth it. Yeah, yeah I guess the guy walks off, you know, uh-huh. and immediately as the guy walks off, then old Henry's running around the pro shop, scrambling around for his three quarters and his nickel. But... I thought that was a good story because that's kind of the origin of uh, the art of caddy gouging, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we all know it, right? I, Standing around at the end of the loop. Hey, uh, is this for both of you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Hey, guys. Oh, thanks, guys. Yeah. Hey, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving now. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm really gone. I'm going yeah. to my car. So are we done? Or <laughs> it's, it's, it's a fine line. That's, we could almost do one, a podcast just on, on getting paid. There's, there's a couple of stories I got for you, Neil, actually. We digress slightly. Yeah, that's I remember fine. years ago, big tour group of Americans came to Turnbury, and there must have been 12, 14 groups, but typical Scottish summer, just sideways. First five holes, and then you go down 18. Yeah. A lot of guys, half the guys, just like, oh, what's the easiest way to get in? Then some people got to the turn... And then some people, you know, would maybe play the se- seven holes and play three in. And I remember going down 17 and there Just was this one, out, huh? one caddy left out there. He was going down six. Scottish caddies aren't quite as kind as, as over here. And people are sort of waving, flipping them off. Cheerio, cheerio. You know, just yeah, yeah. That, that whole schadenfreude, you know, really taking yeah. so much pleasure in, the, in this yeah. other guy's... See you know, there for, buddy. Yeah. Oh, come so on, we do the same. We get finished and about two days later, I see the caddy's name was Frankie. I says, what happened, Frankie? He says, well, we got done and he gave me the base fee. And he, 
He then puts his hand in his pocket and he grabs a, a handful of change. Oh, gross. And he gives it, you know, like two pounds or something, oh. three, three pounds. Yeah. And he said, Frankie, you were good, but you weren't that good. Wow, that hurts. The, the only caddy in maybe 40 guys. Uh, then I, another one we had once was uh, the guy was act. He was one of the best friends of the caddy master, so he could do no wrong. Yeah. And we come in. It was back when we used to, it was about 25 plus a tip. Mm. And we get 35 or 30 pounds. Okay. And this guy, the, assist, the, the friend of the caddy master, his name was Kenny. And he looked at the, the player and he counted the money. He says, oh, no, 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 no. Sorry, sir. That will not do. Yeah. That will not do. <laughs> awesome. and, and, and the guy's like, oh, well, well, well. Uh, well okay. And, and, he, and he keeps throwing money. Yeah. And, and Kenny's looking at it going, uh-huh. uh-huh. Like nodding his head. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you very much. Have a great week. Have a great trip to Scotland. Good to have never, friends, man. I'll never forget that. But yeah, I'll let you That's go awesome. on with your bits That's and pieces awesome there. That's <laughs> oh, Too much. Gouging. Um, yeah. Uh, similar time frame. Uh, pretty famous story. It's, it's been reviewed a little bit. But uh, back in the early 1900s, uh, Phil Mickelson's grandfather, Alfred Santos, oh. was also a caddy at Old Del Monte. In oh. 1917, he started. McPhil. So, yeah, McPhil's uh, grandpappy. Uh, so he was 14 then. He started off, I think, you know, similar as Henry's making, you know, 50, 75 cents a loop. Yeah. At, at, at the wee course, Del Monte, right? Uh, well, so, the bigger middle course. Yeah. So in 1919, Pebble Beach opens. So uh-huh. Alfred Santos gets to go loop at Pebble now. Huh? At the big course. Yes. That was a big deal back then, huh? Uh-huh. So uh, famous story is he always said, if you, he always carried a silver dollar in his pocket. Okay. He said, if you have a silver dollar in your pocket, then you're never poor. Mm-hmm. So he carried it around practically his whole life. Yeah. Now, eventually, he gave that to Phil as a keepsake. And that is what Phil used in the 1919 U.S. Open 100 years later. To 1919? Uh, 2019, excuse me. I was going to say. Yeah, 100 yeah. years later. Uh, he used that silver dollar to mark his, mark his balls on the green, which I, was I thought say, was pretty cool. Yeah, the, the, uh, the Mary Queen of Scots story had a question marks, but that one would definitely would have. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, 100 years later. He, 100 what, years later, he's using the same using. silver dollar. That's brilliant. Good that's story. That's pretty cool, right? That is a good story. Yeah, and apparently in 1919, when uh, Pebble Beach, they had their inaugural championship, mm-hmm. uh, so Alfred Santos was involved in this. They had, it was such a blown-up thing, they had like 300 entrants in this original champion, inaugural championship. Right. So they were they did not have three hundred caddies. So <laughs> apparently they, they put out the word and they got every scrap mutt, oh, oh. longshoreman, uh, prize fighters, sobos, ex cons. They all showed up at the barn and probably Alfred Santos is like, oh yeah, I'm on the top of the list now, guys. I'm making, making big bucks this week. Oh, oh classic oh. stuff though. It's so funny. I, I remember growing up and. You know, there would be, let's say, some guy who was caddying, he was a young guy, golfer, he knew what he was doing, and he maybe said to his dad, he'd be like, dad had a job. Yeah. And he's like, hey, dad, you want to make some beer money? Hey, come out, come out to Turnberry, it's mob. Because in the 90s, it was very, very busy. Yeah. You didn't have Band and Dunes. Sure. You know, yeah. Band and Dunes, Neil, no? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We didn't have that, Pebble Beach, that time. You didn't have uh, Whistling Straits, all these type of great places in the US. So sure. Scotland was, it was a lot busier. Yeah. And money was good. So if you had your normal job and then you get your beer money, fantastic. Yeah, sure. So I remember all of a sudden all these creatures started coming out who knew nothing about golf. Wow. Didn't play. Yeah. Had never caddied. I'll never forget this big guy called Patsy. And he, Patsy was a postman. 
right? So we walked a very straight back, and he was very good at carrying the bag. Yeah, and then it went downhill. It went downhill after that. (laughs) Clueless, absolutely clueless. Not much of a green reader. I can just imagine three hundred guys. What 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 would they have back then? Thirty caddies. Uh, yeah, exactly. And two hundred, yeah, maybe forty. Two hundred and seventy walk-up yeah. guys, you know. So yeah, some like we said before, some things never change. Yeah. <laughs> so, right back, circle of life. We're right back going, where we started. So, just going we down the wharf, good guys, and whatever else. Just not down the wharf. There's three or four guys fishing. Hey lads, you want a loop? Yeah. Oh, no worries. Oh, it's a piece of cake. You'll make seventy-five uh, cents. Yeah. Uh, uh, another great thing about caddying uh, nicknames. Like nicknames. you said earlier, you, you really haven't arrived until you, you have a nickname. So we're going to move on to give you some of our best or favorite nicknames. Four! Now, we can't talk about caddies and then not talk about nicknames. So Neil's got some nicknames and some stories, some that we don't know, some that are you know folk legend, and then some that we know. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick us off, right? This one was uh, Scottish caddy. Willie Trapdoor Johnson. Trapdoor. Okay. Trapdoor. Okay. So he walked with a limp uh, and he would tell golfers one of his legs was shorter than the other. Okay. I don't know if that was a ploy to get maybe a little extra grease at the end, but you know. Oh, sim- Caddy's, sim- <laughs> Caddy's a cripple. We'll give him a li- little extra. <laughs> Sympathy tip, right? Right. But the true story was Johnson made a boot and he had a thick sole and he cut out a portion of that sole so that when he stepped in a player's ball, it would wedge into the sole of the boot, right? Like a, you know, you'll know all about this, having well, hot balls all your life, you know? That's pretty crafty. <laughs> right? that's, okay. that's better than so, the ball genie or whatever it was yeah. called. <laughs> yeah. So, so you then right. tell the player the ball was lost, okay? So basically he's stealing balls, <laughs> right? Because the trap door, trap door would then sell the balls to other golfers <laughs> as balls were expensive back in wow. the day. And then he's probably making the clubs too, so he's triple dipping. Yeah, he's triple dipping. <laughs> and I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past trap door that if he was not selling it back to the player that he yeah. just stolen it from. Yeah. Right? So that was good. Willie Trapdoor Johnson. I like that one. Over to you. That's pretty good. Uh, I'll start with a few guys that <clears throat> these guys are all uh, veteran caddies at Augusta National. So. Okay. Uh, some pretty cool stories of them looping in the Masters. Uh, we'll start with Nathaniel Avery, a.k.a. Iron Man. Four victories with Arnold Palmer. Uh, four victories with Arnold Palmer. Pretty good deal, right? Okay. And apparently, every time that they won the next day, he would buy himself a new car. Okay. But now he got his nickname, Iron Man, because Arnie used to kill him in the practice rounds with like 10 extra clubs, 40-pound bag, and all the other guys. Oh. Like, dang. Nathaniel, you're not going to make it, buddy. Uh, but anyway, it was worth the effort, right? He got four victories out of, you know, Iron Man. Four cars. Yeah, exactly. Didn't it's have good. a license, though. That's good, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter. He can still drive. Uh, another guy, uh, Tommy Bennett, called Burnt Biscuits. Oh, like Boom Biscuit. <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't Burnt Biscuit, yeah, the Burnt Biscuit. biscuit. <laughs> That's a hashtag Burnt Biscuit. Okay, Burnt Biscuit. Uh, Apparently, he got a bad burn on his leg as he was when he was a child because uh-huh. he was trying to steal grandma's biscuits, <laughs> climbing up on the stove. <laughs> he stuck with him. That's lame, dude. That's, that's, that's perfect. Nickname's a nickname. Nickname's a nickname. All right, we got Will Poteet, a.k.a. Cemetery. Uh, woke okay. up in the morgue after having his throat slit in a battle with a rival caddy. <laughs> Can you imagine? Wow. <laughs> well, yeah. This is this is a different turf, I guess. Wow. Than what we're used to. 
So he oh. woke up. And he said, "Oh, what happened? <laughs> it's a little more than you know, slipping down the stairs when you had one too many." That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. So those, those are the boys from Augusta National. What do you got? How about John Treacle Fenton? Right. So Treacle is a thick syrup. Okay. You know what Treacle you are coming across? Uh, it? It's basically it, the same as molasses. Okay. Fenton was nicknamed this because uh, of his slow and unemotional okay. demeanor. Right. Slow like syrup. Uh, yeah. Uh, a, f- a fellow caddy once described him as having a grand face for funerals. <laughs> so, uh, happy chappy. Good face for radio. I got, I got one called Donald Blue. And right. I think he might have been known as Blue because he might have been a Protestant. I'm not sure, but that's a, a Protestant reference if you're described as being blue. I gotcha. Uh, may have been his complexion though as well. That's a very, you know, Scottish complexion. Yeah. He was a caddy during the, the late 1800s, early 1900s. His, his real name was never revealed, right? But he was, he was really kind of the first commercial caddy. You know, he was the first one making money because he would sell postcards of himself to golfers. Wow. So that, so that when, <laughs> At least he wasn't full of himself. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, he was. It was the first kind of business card because then when oh, he turned you. up, they'd say, "Oh, we want you know Clever. Donald Blue." Yeah. Uh, he used to sell them to tourists in St Andrews as well, and every year he'd play a match against a fellow caddy who was called Stumpy Eye. Right. <laughs> I can't imagine <laughs> Stump- how he got this one. Well, Stumpy Eye was was called Stumpy Eye because he was half blind. Uh, and this annual match used to attract hundreds of spectators. Um, the RNA members used to actually post a, a £5 uh, prize money. And the reason for the high interest was that many of the young boys in the town, they would follow the twosome around the course and they would throw divots at their heads. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is, so, this is another degree higher than Noonan. Noonan. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. They, but they, they would do it while, they were, while they were hitting shots. That's great. And then they'd use the divots oh. to cover the balls oh. so the two caddies couldn't, couldn't find them. Now, hold on. What would Poulter do if this was happening? Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine oh. Poulter living oh. back in the Missing late up 1800s? His hair, getting dirt in his hair. Um, so, yeah, that's some good stuff there. Well, that's some back good to stuff you. there, buddy. Uh, all right, I got a good one. Uh, uh, now, PGA Tour, uh, Todd Birch, a.k.a. Top Gun, once okay. clubbed his player so bad... The guy's shot buzzed over the TV tower. <laughs> <laughs> Top gun. Nice, nice cat. Oh, I, oh, it was, it was only, it was only ninety, not one ninety. Sorry. That's <laughs> nah, funny. Uh, yeah. Another one, uh, Steve Duplantis, aka Asbestos, uh-huh. was seemingly uh, fireproof, and you know, he never lose his job despite his reputation for being late all the time after being totally hungover from partying, right? But the caveat there is he caddied for Rich Beam. Oh, so, no problem. Yeah. Hey, bro. It's okay. Yeah, it's we'll okay. get a couple cocktails. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Okay, give me one, too, while you're at it. <laughs> hey, how this one? I came across a, a caddy at a private club in Kentucky, and he had the nickname Grim Reaper. Ooh. Right? And it's after uh, he had two golfers die of heart attacks in the golf course while he was in the bag. Oh. <laughs> Kiss of death. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, we came across another one, a PGA Tour caddy who has or had the nickname Baghdad, right? Why, you ask? Uh, why? Because you get bombed on a nightly basis. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, <clears throat> what else do I got here? I got uh, Lee Lynch. He had the nickname, a.k.a. Two Shot. Mm-hmm. They said he was so grumpy that he was like having a two-stroke penalty every time you had him caddy for you. <laughs> <laughs> and he actually caddied for Al Guyberger. Uh, when he shot the 59 
Okay. So really, he could have gone for a 57. <laughs> yeah. If Lee was in a little better mood. <laughs> yeah, a face for funerals. Yeah. Uh, I, I moved on to, you know, that was the stuff that we found online. But my own experience, right, would have been, I've mentioned before, fall down fell, fall down fell, because he used to be a, a real bevy merchant and he would always fall over. Yeah. So his nickname was fall down fell. At Turnbury, there was a couple, there was a guy called Tapper, which I love that nickname because when you tap something off somebody, I'd say, oh, I, I, Neil, can I, can I tap tap a, a beer off you? It's kind of like just taking one from you. Not borrowing, I mean, it's never going to get returned, but he used to tap fags off everyone's cigarettes all the time. Yeah, can I, can I borrow one? What, what do you mean? You, yeah. you want one? Or are you, you going to have one? You're going to return it? Yeah. You're going to smoke <laughs> it and then return it? it? No, you know what? Keep it. <laughs> you certainly wouldn't have won it off tapper, that's for sure. But yeah, he'd been doing that for so many years. That was his nickname. Uh, I got another I got? one. Uh, his nickname was Speedy. On what was it? Speedy. Speedy. Because okay. of how quickly he spoke. Yeah. That is how they are. Anyway, who are you from? Me? We want to hand on the two. I'll tell you, well, it'll run in your face, you know, hell of a five on. Can you imagine? People struggle less understanding yeah. me, yeah. but they'd get speedy. And yeah. I tell you, remember, remember I told you that wee story there about that will not do, sir, that will not do. Same guy that did that became the assistant caddy master. Wow. One of the best lines I've ever heard in my life. Nice. Have you ever heard of Brute, the aftershave? Yeah, sure. B-R-U-T. was very popular in the 1970s. There you, well, there you go. It's Probably like, still a good in Scotland, though, huh? It's, oh, well, yeah. It's, it's, it, we only just got it. Um, yeah. So Speedy, Speedy wasn't, you know, he wasn't up on personal hygiene. That certainly wasn't one of his daily priorities. Uh, lovely man, though. Nice smiley face all the time. How are you doing? How are you doing? But he, he did smell. And he was walking past the carry masters one day. And at this point, the guy that had said, Kenny that said, that will not do, was now the assistant carry master. And he walked past Speedy and he says, oh, hello there, Speedy old boy. What's that cologne you're wearing? Brute or brutal? <laughs> so Nice. Oh, I'll never forget that happened 20 years ago. That's classic. classic. Do you have any that you know like locally or do you get more from the tour? Uh, I got one more from the tour. Uh, Lance Ten Brock. Uh, used to be a PGA Tour pro. Then he turned caddy in like 2009. His nickname was Last Call. Oh. I guess he had a little penchant for closing uh -huh. down the bars too. <laughs> but uh, one infamous story was he played and caddied in the 2009 Texas Valero Open. Oh. And he ended up beating his boss. Oh, that's brilliant. Jesper Parnovic by two shots. Oh, it's so I guess brilliant. they had. Uh, he, must, he must have been morning afternoon. Exactly. Uh, oh, it's brilliant. Can it's pretty good. Uh, Jasper's like, "Are you going to come to the range? I want to hit some wedges." And you're like, "No, <laughs> yeah, no." But I'll apparently, the, the local club there had a happy hour special, and it was a 22 ounce beer and a jug of sake for 650. <laughs> well, Lance, the first after the first round, had eight of these. <laughs> Still went out and caddied and beat his boss. That's pretty good. Last call, that's oh, brilliant. That's pretty good. I, I text my pal Toe, uh, Toe Ingram, and he sent me a few because he, he carried in tour for a long time. There was a guy from Liverpool he knew called The Elbow, uh, and he, he damaged it badly, and it stuck out in a strange way. So mm. that's, like, that's how, again, such nice people in the UK. You yeah. Know. yeah. Oh, just called The Elbow. Just call me The Elbow, yeah. I'm, yeah, perfect. You know, Bit of a cripple, but we'll call you a boat. How about local caddies? Do we have any good nicknames for local caddies that you like? Well, there's more, yeah. When I worked in South Carolina, there was a, a rather large chap called Timmy Buffet. Timmy Buffet? <laughs> wow. You know, self-explanatory. All you can eat 24-7. Yeah. 
Um, what else we got? I kind of always like, I, I kind of, one of my new favorites is noodle salad. Noodle salad. <laughs> oh. Kipanek, that was a good one, Kip. Yeah. Well, well, uh, what, well should done there. what should I do here? What should I do here, Justin? Should I buy him some something to eat? A sandwich or something? <laughs> Noodle salad. I always love in Scotland how remember I told you that growing up you're either big or you're wee. Yeah. You know, so keep it simple. Well, there's a there's a thing in and we'd also have where it's Edinburgh Jimmy. There's a really famous cat caddy in tour called Edinburgh Jimmy. Or you'd have Turnberry Tony or Cumnock George. Okay. You know what I mean? That's how you'd, oh, George, is that? It's an Andrew's George. No, no, Cumnock George. Oh, oh right, I got him like, now. Yeah. So I always like that kind of. Sure. Part throw, of the throw it in folklore, there. right? Exactly. Uh, what else we got? Local guys. Uh, always like my buddy Al Spolino. is got a little Sicilian ancestry. Uh-huh. The Godfather. The Godfather, right? yeah. Might have might have had a few other resources for making money in his there day, you but you know, we don't <laughs> go too we don't go too far into that. Yeah. We've Love talked we talked about Phantom before just because I think he a couple of times he'd get to the first hole, didn't like his player and just disappeared. Yeah. No, that's 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 I like that one a lot. Uh another good one. Well, good old sticks, right? Yeah. Buddy sticks. Six foot eight. Mm-hmm. It just goes on forever, limbs everywhere. So, yeah. you know, that's that's perfect nickname, right? Do you have a favorite? Uh, my favorite, yeah. We have uh, one caddy. uh had a little bit of Native American his- ancestry. Okay. Uh, you got a couple of different nicknames. Uh, one, the first one was called Dancing Bear. Because <laughs> okay. he was a little <laughs> awkward around the greens. And he'd, like, accidentally, like, step in one guy's line. And then the guy would yell at him. And then he'd jump up and around. And then now he's stepping the other guy's line. And all of a sudden, he's just doing a dance around the cup. This, this would happen, like, two or three times around. Oh, so funny. He was also known as uh, Chief One-Eye. Chief One-Eye. <laughs> not, not, not the best reader of greens. Uh, uh, well, we went we through all of these names and... Both myself and Mike uh, decided that our favourite. There's a there's a guy where we work. His name's Ian Matzowatsky. That's a mouthful, right? Yes. I think it's po- Polish. I think it's Matt. Ma- who knows? One of the managers, right? Just went Ian Mao, blah blah. <laughs> so his he's now. I hope Ian's listening because I told him we'd be talking about this yeah. uh, at the weekend. He has the best. That is the for me the best nickname ever for a caddy. Based upon his name, blah blah, because no one can pronounce his last name. Ian, super nice guy, and yeah, uh, definitely a, a keeper nickname there. What? Um, tell me, do you have a nickname? Because you'd mentioned at the beginning of the, the the piece there that you haven't arrived in caddy until you have a nickname. Uh, yeah, I actually got a few. Uh, childhood, growing growing up, uh, bird slash bird man. I used to have a, a wild like a bird's nest hair mm-hmm. when I used to have hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty wild. Yeah. So that stuck. Uh, let's see. I have, I have tall boy. Uh-huh. I used to have a penchant for drinking tall Budweiser boys. talls. Yeah. All the time, right? Matty D gave that one. No one me. likes a quitter, Neil. No. Well, I sneak one in once in a while. and Keto's now. Yeah. No, I still sneak one in once in a while. Uh, let's see. What else we got? We got uh, Neil the wheel. Mm-hmm. Just, just my, my always speed. rolling. Yeah. Steely Neely. Uh huh. Work a lot. Panzer, German tank. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I've got a few, mostly uh-huh. re- alcohol-related or working-hard-related. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah that's fair that enough, fits. right? And you, besides Big G? Uh, Big G. Okay, uh, fair enough. That's it. Done deal. I guess I'm still on my way to making it. Okay, yeah. buddy. You'll, 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 we'll get you another one. You know, we, 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 before we finish this little piece, there's some great nicknames there. I'm sure anyone listening is going to really enjoy that, right? Yeah. 
you look at tour names, right? The professionals in the tour, right? And you think about how pedestrian they are. Like mm. mine, mine, Big G, I, I, that could be just be on the tour. Like sure. some of these, Phil Mickelson, right? Yeah. Lefty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh lefty. Yeah. Uh, Ian Poulter. Poulter. Poults. Oh, Poults. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Rory McIlroy, do you know what they call him? Oh, I can't imagine. <laughs> Roars. Hey, Roars. Roars. So creative. You know, it's, you know, it's not like you say, hey, last call. Yeah. Hey, last call, you know, rubbish. It's like they're all hitting each other, slapping each other on the ass out there. That's it. Hey, Roars. Hey, hey Ro- Brooksy. Hey, Brooksy. <laughs> oh, that was, one of, that was one of my next ones. Brooksy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Webb Simpson. Uh, this was... Homer? No, not, not even as creative as that, right? Okay. Webb Simpson nickname, Weber. Oh, wow. Oh, hey, Weber. Weber, Weber great win last week. Weber. Uh, Justin Thomas. Hey, well, that's a really creative one. Yeah. JT. JT. I, who, oh. How did they ever come up with that one? John, John, John Ram, right? Rambo. Okay. It's not even Rambo, it's Rami. Yeah. They call him Rami. Wow. Uh, Sergio Garcia. Serge? No. Or AKA El Nino. El Nino. Justin Rose? Can't imagine. Rosie. Oh. Rosie. <laughs> so cute. All right, Pulse. How's it going, Pulse? Rosie. <laughs> the best of all. Cooch. <laughs> oh, absolute draw. So there you go. The Drop cad- the mic on that one. Yeah, the caddies. <laughs> caddies win the nicknames. Uh. Absolutely hands down. Uh, hope you enjoyed yeah. that section. We're now going to finish the podcast off. Give you a wee mention about the sponsors, mailbag, uh, and bell end of the week. Perfect. Four. At the end of another podcast, which has been quite a lot of fun, we have quite a lot to get through here in the next uh, 8, 10, 12 minutes, so we're going to crack on. Okay, right? I'm, I'm going to just be quiet then. Yeah, well, yeah. That's <laughs> Let about, you zip it up. It's like, it's like caddying, Yeah, you know? no difference. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we told you about in last podcast that we have a wine and winery uh, sponsor partner. The, the first one that we talked about was Cult Wine. Right, so you can go to thecultwine.com, discount code GOLF20. Right, okay. lovely, medium bodied Cabernet Sauvignon. Love it. For anyone that can't understand Gordon's perfect Scottish, T H E C U L T. Wine. I can spell. Oh, right. <laughs> Until it comes to Jeopardy. So that, okay. yeah, thecultwine.com, GOLF20. Now, we actually spoke with the guys and they have thrown us another deal for our listeners. Salvestrin Winery, right? S-A-L-V-E-S-T-R-I-N winery.com. Anything on that website, type in GOLF15 and you'll get a 15% discount off of anything. So I know a couple of guys we know, Breezy out in uh, Texas sent me a photo of some cult he bought. Scotty Elliott out in North Carolina. Nice. Just bought a bunch of stuff. Fantastic. And so so far, the, the feedback has been fantastic. Love it. So thank you very much to the boys at the Sylvester Winery. Check those out. We move on to a couple of things, actually. We, we had a top 10. We talked about our favorite top 10 that we'd played. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good, right? So a couple of guys got in contact. Daniel Cho. Uh, top 10, Yoka De Gea, that's Cash Creek, Monarch Beach, OC, Spyglass, oh, you got a Spyglass mention in there, number 8, Win Las Vegas in 7th, 
Waldorf Astoria, Orlando in sixth. Princeville Mackay. I'm guessing that's yeah. maybe... No, that's the one I talked about. Princeville. Yeah. So you yeah. uh, Aviara in Carlsbad in number four. Pacific Dunes at three. Pebble Beach number two. And then number one, Shadow Creek. Okay. So uh, thank you for that, Daniel Cho. I played Yotadei before. That's a great course. Yeah. That's very fun. We oh. also had another um, one come in with the top 10. Jack Range. He actually sent the top 20. Big Jack? Big Jack. Okay. Big Jack. Big Jack. I haven't heard from him in a while. Right. 20th. It goes Carnoustie, St. Andrews, Trump Aberdeen, Chambers Bay, Royal Montreal, the Dye Preserve Golf Club, Royal Troon, TPC, or T- Sawgrass, Timuquana Country Club, Allegheny Country Club. He said that's in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania yeah. Sure. Yeah. Then he's got number nine, Pebble Beach. And Kings Barnes. Okay. Right. Number eight, Firestone. Seventh, East Lake Golf Club. Sixth, Bandon Dunes. Fifth, Oakmont. Fourth, Spyglass Hill. Third, Passatempo. Second, Muirfield. And number one, Turnbury, the Ailsa course. Wow. What a, a top 20 list. Sounds like Jack plays a little golf. Big Jack. <laughs> Big Jack and all the invites. <clears throat> wow. Golf pervert. Yes. So that's a, a good point. If, if anyone is new to the show, you can go back and listen to previous episodes that we have. Neil and I are doing a series this year on top 10 courses, and it's going to be where we've played, where we want to play, uh, where we wouldn't mind caddying at, and also a fun one at the end of the year. So that was a previous, a couple of, I don't know, a month ago we did that. Yeah, so, sure. That uh, have a listen, send us your top 10, and that will go towards our listeners' yeah. top 10, and we'll work out a way to, to put that out there. We love the input. We will not be as biased as the likes of Golf Digest. No, you know, call it like it is. We don't have we don't have free <laughs> nights golf. Everyone's free, paying full fare here in our yeah, list. We're going to put it together from your experience. We are going to jump to the Bubba Watson Bell End of the Week. Yes, our favorite. Guess who? Uh, I can take a guess, but you tell me. Bryson DeChambeau. The guy that just won? Yes. Really? What did yes. he do wrong? Well, he, he pulled an Ian Poulter. Uh, he got in the face <laughs> of a cameraman. Oh, God. Right? The noisy cameraman holding the camera. Sorry. No, he didn't pull an Ian Poulter. He, he pulled a Poulter. Um, and... He basically hit a fairway shot out of a fairway bunker. Then he slammed his club in the sand, and then he shouted, "Gum!" You know, and describing his shot. Yeah. You know? Which I quite like. I'm going to give him kudos where he actually showed quite a lot of emotion, and I quite like seeing that because it means he cares. Yeah, he does right? care for sure. Uh, he went on to make a bogey, and the cameraman followed them up the fairway, continuing to film him. Right, so I gotcha. that's what they want. They, listen, Jim well, Nance yeah, he, wants he, him wearing a microphone. He's in the lead. I mean, what do you expect? What, gonna, what are you going to get? Know, like Kepka said, they're, he's going to have a mic on him every shot he hits. Yeah. Well, in his winning interview, he mentioned forty-five sponsors. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> the more exposure you get, the more money you're going to make, Bryson. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so he followed him up the fairway. The shambo then gets in the cameraman's face. Wow, okay. The cameraman's probably in isolation from his family for <sighs> months now, and he's traveling around the tour. He probably yeah. doesn't even like golf. He's, he's just, just doing his job. Yes, he's just and holding the darn camera. He, he says, listen, just, just, follow, the, just follow the Hulk, yeah. the big guy with the yeah. big head. Yeah. That's, you know, <laughs> that, you, know you, you could probably uh, close his eyes, and, and apparently he's eating like 40 eggs a day, so you could probably just yeah. follow the smell, yeah. right? And, and he doesn't even like golf, and he's having, you know, he gets chewed out, and, yeah. and Shambo says, as much as we are out here performing, I think it is necessary that we have our times of privacy when things aren't going well. And then he says, I need to protect the brand. 
So he's calling himself a brand now. Yeah, he's he's the only one probably with Puma, huh? Well, Ricky too, huh? Do you, do you think that's roid rage? <clears throat> early right. signs of roid rage? It could be. Yeah. Could be early signs. Well, Mike, Mike, Mike reckons it's the 13 daily omelets and 37 pieces of bacon that he's yeah. eating every day. So. A little overload on the protein there, yeah. Brycey. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> Brycey is the uh, Bubba Watson Bell end of the week. Uh, we're going to move on to mailbag. Okay, right? what do we got in the mailbag this week? Right. It sounds like you guys caddy near the ocean, correct? Have you ever had a player toss their clubs in the ocean? That uh, comes from uh, Michael L., the East Bay, California. Not yet. Just a couple chucks in into the lake. I've I've seen accidental chucks into the lake. Okay. Yeah. I have seen not here, but at, back home I've seen a driver go into the uh, Firth of Clyde. The Fife of Forth. <laughs> <laughs> Even you can't say it. You're Scottish. <laughs> uh, you got to but you got to throw a club in the ocean. You're making an effort. The Firth right? of and it was about a 300 pound driver and all the caddies are looking at each other oh. going here you you take the bag I, 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 you get paid I'm going to go and get the driver yeah, you, well, I mean, you finish the loop yeah. and then sneak back with, Ninth a, with, hole, a, with I was a, a nice uh, Stella a foot race <laughs> or going to the halfway house hey dad or maybe the patch to the post, postman yeah. hey, hey listen after your shift go and grab that car it's right off the, the ocean at, uh, I love it off the sea at the, off the lighthouse you throw in the ocean you're making an effort I remember I were, myself and Mike were out caddying for these ba- baseball players uh, one of them, what was his name again? Richie, Richie Sexton? Sexton, that sounds to- familiar. Total bell end, right? All right. Hated golf. Yeah. And he was, he he basically threw his clubs into the bushes at the 18th of a three-day tournament. Okay. And he walked in. Classy. And Mike comes up, because he knew I did a wee bit of eBay at the time. He yeah. says, hey, listen, Sexton just threw the whole set of clubs in there. You want it? I said, I went off. Perfect. Yeah, I'll do sure. me. Probably worth it. But he was, PXGs. And I, and I saw him in the distance and he was walking away and he had one club and I knew he had a Scotty Cameron putter. So I'm thinking, is that a putter? But it was about 200 yards away. Yeah. So turns out he dumped the Nike clubs and then he, in the bag and he'd just taken the, the putter. Ah, crafty. So the putter's worth 400 yeah. bucks. but It's worth more than a Nike irons. Oh, man, it was more hassle than it was worth trying yeah. to get rid of those Nike things. So, Forget yeah, I've, I've seen a few of those. Forget it. Uh, you mentioned in a recent podcast that some guys in the Champions Tour may still be anchoring their long putters. Do you really think that anchoring is a big advantage? That's from a Morio in Hilton Head, South Carolina. Yeah, I mean, for sure. It's just nice little extra so? bit of stability, right? Especially where the older guys, their nerves are getting a little, little shaky. Hands are getting a little shaky, right? Okay. So it makes it a little simpler. You're more of an expert. I mean, I always think that if you're going to anchoring, there's big problems. Well, yeah, so like we talked about. With it's probably problem. an advantage compared to what they had going. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's so, lesser of two evils. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts or information on the white jumpsuits you often see caddies wear? Johnny V. Lubbock, Texas. Okay, right on. Okay, <laughs> I think Paige Paige Rennie sent in a question about what we wear underneath them. Yeah, a couple of months ago, a month ago. I love the jumpsuits. I'm fine with them. We talked about that before. Yeah, they're, they're you know you, you can wear what you want underneath. Plenty of pockets. Uh, I like them. Yeah, you know they're fine. I like them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I absolutely love no the, the white jumpsuits. There. Yeah, no problem there. Uh, hey, Big G and Wee Neil, I received my cult wine. I'll admit I'm a wine snob. That said, the cult wine is now one of my go-to wines at my barbecues. Gary P. Portland, or, or, uh, Port Orchard, Washington. So there you go. 
I guess that's not really a question. That's more of a comment. So, yeah, like nice. I said, okay, glad he enjoyed it. I'm glad you love the uh, the cult wine there, Gary P, with your bar BQs. Uh, lovely. Well, that brings us to the end. Uh, please make sure go to the website glorifieddonkey.com. The YouTube channel is a new one coming out talking about anger, ro- uh, roid rage. It's about club snappers. Ooh, all right. I like so that. That's the glorified donkey they should YouTube make a hat channel. Of that or something. I could see that happening. <laughs> yeah, maybe if you check out the website, there might already be one up there. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, you're you're wearing one. <laughs> next next podcast, we have a very special kind of podcast where I'll be doing a podcast without Wee Neil because he's going to Bandon Dunes. Got a little invite, buddy. You got an invite? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry you didn't get that one. Yeah, Carl, the <laughs> drywall enthusiast, who's yeah. a very avid listener from uh, Washington, D.C., heard Neil had never been to Bandon Dunes when he was talking about his top 10. I have, he hadn't. Neil got the phone call and he's going up there next I got, week. I got the bucket list invite. Yeah, that's so it. that's that's Carl who called me out on the... Uh, the shape of uh, seminal. Seminal, yeah. So I'm going to study up on my geometry a little before I go up there. <laughs> Make sure I know what a square is and a rectangle and a rhombus and a yeah. trapezoid. Uh, but we're, we're going to speak to Neil when he's up there, find out all about Bandon Dunes, how he's getting on, you know, maybe, you know, just hear the inside scoop about the caddies, the courses, the weather, the booze. And I'll probably be here with Mike and Kip. Cool. He'll be right. stepping in. So that'll be yeah. the next episode. But yeah, until then, you know, get out there, enjoy your golf. But more importantly, keep it humble. Love it. I got this little problem. I got the hooking the ball, hooking the ball. Maybe you can help me with my problem on a Saturday night. Daddy always told me that I seem so strange. Now I'm working at the driving range. Looking for love, doing my scene. Trying to get the women to show me their swing.